Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the podcast Me Named Later. Uh, we've got three new contestants today. We've got Riley, we've got Michael, and we've got Biscuits. Uh, before we do get started, however, we're going to do a quick introduction. So if you guys could just give us uh, your names, the team that you root for, and just an interesting baseball fact about yourself. Uh, we will start off with Riley. Hey, everyone. I'm Riley, um, also known as Milo by some. And uh, I am, uh, what was it? Teams. Uh, twins, Favorite number team. one. And I guess, uh, whatever. They're the favorite. And interesting baseball fact. I played adult baseball this last year and had the second highest on base in the entire league. But I had less than league average OPS. So nice. you know me. <laughs> All right. Now uh, on to Michael. Here's Michael. I'm a Red Sox fan. And interesting baseball fact. That means that... Been the official scorer for the college summer league team for two years now, and I can confirm that that is just as undesirable as it's made out to be. What um, I missed that part. What was what was as undesirable as and, it's made out to be? Uh, official scoring is great, but it's just as undesirable as it's made out to be, if not it, more. It's it's fun until you get like a wacky inning with like. A nine, six, four, two, three, five put out, and a couple errors and a couple weird things, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, and then uh, on to biscuits. <clears throat> Good evening, everybody. So, your friendly, uh, friendly R baseball mod, you smell like biscuits. Um, I am originally from Virginia, um, big Nationals fan. Uh, and then, uh, interesting baseball fact about me is the fact that I've coached baseball now for 10 years collegiately. Uh, after playing, and there was actually an article written about me and my father because my dad's also a college baseball coach. Nice, nice. Um, and my name is Andrew, uh, a wine shanker on Reddit. I'm the non-friendly R baseball mod. Uh, uh-huh. I'm a Yankees fan, uh, and I guess my most interesting baseball fact about me: I sacrificed bunted off Matt Harvey in high school successfully. So hmm. That's my hmm. claim to fame. Yeah, he he threw he threw a one hitter against us, and I sacrificed our only hit over a second, and then that was our offense for the day. All right, so let's get going with the game. Uh, the way the game works, we've got two rounds of 10 questions each. Each question will be worth 10 points apiece, unless I otherwise specify. In between each round, we will do a hit-and-run round. The hit-and-run round is going to be a little bit different this week than in previous episodes, so I will go over that when we get there. At the end of the game, we will do a uh, we'll do extra innings, which is a series of three questions that you can wager on. And at the end of the game, after that, we will crown one of you three nerds as the champion. Uh, are you ready to get going? Yep. <clears throat> cool. Cool. All right. Question one. Fifteen different players have won a World Series with three different teams. All I needed to do is name two of them for five points apiece. So two different players that have won a World Series with three different teams. Oh, man. This is... Wow. I'm locked in. All right, Biscuits is locked in. Locked in. Michael is locked in. So, Riley, if you uh, – the other two are locked in. So if you have any thoughts that uh, you have, you feel free to just talk them out loud. Oh, man. Um, I know one for sure. And I can think of, like, 20 that have won with two different teams. But I don't know of any that have won. Uh, I'm locked in. It's going to be wrong, but I don't care. All right, so Riley is locked in as well. So Riley, what do you have for answers? All right, I'm going to go with good old Lonnie Smith and Jack Morris. Lonnie Smith and Jack Morris. Michael. Lonnie Smith and Reggie Jackson. Michael going with Lonnie Smith and Reggie Jackson and Biscuits. <clears throat> Excuse me. We're going to go uh, Phil Garner, 
John Lackey, and Mike Lowell. So only two. You can only pick two. Oh, just two players? Yeah, just two. So just oh. pick, yeah, just pick two of them. Oh, okay. Well, then uh, let's do Mike Lowell and John Lackey. Mike Lowell and John Lackey. Okay. So um, Riley and Biscuits will be getting 10 points apiece. Um, John Lackey has done it with the Red Sox, the Cubs, and the Angels. Uh, Mike Lowell has done it with the Marlins and the Red Sox, and he did get a ring with the 98 Yankees, even though he played a couple games for them. And then Reggie Jackson has only won um, with two different teams. He has yeah. actually won two different championships. He's won two with the A's and two with the Yankees. Um, I have the whole list in front of me I've got is actually from a Reddit thread that I realized that I ended up writing, which is weird, weird enough. Um, is I've got Herb Pennick, Stuffy McGinnis, Jack Morris, Wally Shang, Bullet Joe Bush, John Lackey, Lonnie Smith, Dave Stewart, Steve Carlton, Jay Johnstone, Mike Lowell, Dolph Luque, Luis Polonia, Nick Altrock, and Lou Burdett. All right, moving on to question two. What Hall of Famer who played from 1953 to 1971 is the all-time leader in most career games without a postseason appearance? Locked in. Michael's locked in. Uh, locked in as well. And Biscuits is locked in. So, Riley, talk talk out any uh, thoughts you might have. I have no idea. Locked in. All right, Riley is locked in as well. <laughs> so, uh, Riley, we'll start um, off with you. What do you have for an answer? Any historical stuff. Um, I'm going to guess Ted Williams. I have no idea. Riley going with Ted Williams and Michael. Ernie Banks. Michael's going Ernie Banks and Biscuits. Also Ernie Banks. Yeah. Ernie Banks is the answer. Williams, uh, he did play in a World Series that he that he didn't win. Um, but yes, he has be- played in the playoffs before, and that's this is of course back in the days when uh, there were no playoffs. There was only um, there was only the World Series. No, it's that's a record that'll probably never be broken because uh, unless you're the Mariners, it's too easy to get to the playoffs. Yeah, really. All right, moving on to question three. Before Larry Walker got the call, who was the only Canadian-born player elected to the Hall of Fame? Locked in. Locked in, well. locked in as well. Locked in. And is locked in. So, Riley, if you have any thoughts, talk okay, about I'm the last one, like, every time. <laughs> I feel like... You're going up against a couple of ringers, so it's... Uh... Yeah. I know he's not, but I'm going to shout out. I'm going to lock in anyway. I'll shout out to my boy because he's... Right, <laughs> so, Riley is locked in. Um, so, we'll start off with Michael this time. Michael, what do you have for an answer? Yeah, Fergie Jenkins. Michael's going Fergie Jenkins. And Riley. Um, I'm gonna go to good old Justin Morneau. I don't. Mike or uh, Riley going with Justin Morneau and Biscuits. I know him by his full name, Ferguson Jenkins. Ferguson, Fergie, either either one works. Uh, Fergie Jenkins is the answer. Question four: What two yeah. players, one who won the 1970 AL MVP for the Orioles, and one who played from 2017 to 2018 for the A's and Mariners, have the same unusual name? Locked in. Oh, locked in. Locked in. That was everybody. So, uh, Riley, what do you got for an answer? Uh, this is a guy from Fake Baseball, so I know this one. Good old Boog Powell. <laughs> Riley going with Boog Powell and yeah. Michael. Yeah, Boog Powell. And Biscuits. Also Boog Powell. It is indeed Deeg Boog Powell. I, uh, in last week's episode, when we had a Boof Bonzer question, I was like, I – that I need to do something with with uh, with Boog Powell as well because their names are just as spectacular. And then I remember there was two of them, which makes it even better. Yes. Oh man. Also, uh, Brent Balfour I think is one of the funniest pitcher names ever. Yeah. It really. Yeah. <laughs> Brent Balfour, Homer Bailey. Yeah. If he has a kid, he has to name him Walker. But regardless. <laughs> yeah, Walker Bueller, another good one. 
All right, question five. What player won consecutive World Series titles in 2015 and 2016? Locked in. Riley is locked in. Locked in. And Michael is locked in. Biscuits, if you want to talk it out, go ahead. Yeah, so, all right, 2015 was the Royals. Royals versus Mets. You said just played in the World Series, right? I said he won consecutive World Series titles. All right, so somebody's on the Royals who then went to the Cubs. I would assume pro- – oh, never mind. I know who this is. Okay, yeah, I'm locked in. All right, and Biscuits is locked in. So, Riley, we'll start off with you. What do you have for an answer? Uh, well, my stupid answers are all this Chapman because I know I got traded like 17 times. But right <laughs> All right, Riley going with Chapman and Michael. Yeah, Ben Zobrist. Michael going with Ben Zobrist and Biscuits. Yeah, Ben Zobrist. Yep, Ben Zobrist is the answer. He got traded to the Royals from the uh, A's in mid-2015, won with them, and then signed as a free agent um, with the Cubs and then won the World Series MVP with them in 2016. I wanted him to play for the Nationals so bad. Just because he's, just he's a, just a Nationals-type player? Well, like at the time, the Nationals didn't have a second baseman. Oh, oh this, was, this was in 2016. You wanted them to sign him. Yeah, because they oh. had – so you're, you got to remember the Nationals were playing the worst shortstop of all time, Danny Espinosa at short. Did, and we're, didn't, you, didn't you guys have Steven Drew that year too? Mm, oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> so they were playing Danny Espinosa at shortstop and moving Trey Turner to center field, and I was so angry about it. Oh, that's right, and yeah. So the very next year they were looking to sign a, 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 a second baseman. Now, granted, they got – uh, Dana Murphy instead. Yeah, and I was very happy about that because I knew that he could rake as well. But I was looking for a left-handed hitting second baseman to be able to fill that slot, and I was very sad and that I'll, he went to the Cubs as well as like fifteen other slots. <laughs> yeah, at that time, yeah. yeah. All right, moving on to question oh, six. Just oh, sorry, what? shaming the name of Wilson Ramos. Unbelievable. <laughs> the greatest catcher of our generation. The Buffalo, baby. All right, moving on to question six. Who was the only Devil Rays slash Rays pitcher to throw a no-hitter? Locked in. Uh, so, Riley, what do you have for an answer? That good old Matt Garza. Riley going with Matt Garza and Michael. I had Edwin Jackson. Michael going with Edwin Jackson and Biscuits. Matt Garza. Yep, it is Matt Garza. Um, Edwin Jackson... Has played for the Rays. Uh, he threw a no-hitter with the Diamondbacks, however. That's right. That's, yep. that's when we walked like eight guys and hit someone. I know he walked eight guys. I know he threw 149 pitches, I believe. Had uh, seven walks, right? Seven. I thought it was eight. It might have been seven. It was, it was too many walks. <laughs> if you're ever in a bad enough situation, a no-hitter, just straight up hit the dude and move on to the next batter. Yeah, yeah so. Edwin Jackson's one of those guys that, like, you don't need to protect his arm. Like he wasn't like a top prospect at the time. He wasn't yeah. like an ace. He was just a guy that would throw six mediocre innings every fifth day if he needed him to. Hey, so, hey, hey, you settle down about Nationals legend Edwin Jackson. <laughs> There's what, 14 was, different teams that can claim him as a legend? I was going to claim, I mean, I'm saying Matt Garza because I knew he was a twin for two years. I <laughs> drew that as like, oh, surprise, we traded away a player who ended up good somewhere else. So. <laughs> All right, question seven. Who is the only player to win a batting title in three different decades? Um, locked in. Biscuits is locked in. Mm, locked in. 
and Riley is locked in. So, Michael, uh, talk it out if you'd like. Uh, two names in mind. Uh, okay, I'm going locked in. All right, and Michael is locked in. So, Riley, start us off. What do you got? Give me George Brett. Riley is going George Brett and Michael. Also had George Brett. Michael going George Brett and Biscuits. So I'm going to go George Brett, yes, as well. George Brett. Uh, he won, I didn't jot down the years, but he won one in the 70s, 80s, and 90s. I know he won one in 1990, and I think he won one in 1980, and then I think 73 as well. I don't have the exact decades or the exact years in front of me, but those are the decades. He hit 329 in 1990, by the way, which is yep. it's insane. I know he hit three. He hit three ninety in one of those seasons. I think nineteen eighty. He hit three ninety. Yeah, because he was gonna he was gonna be the most recent guy to hit four hundred, and he petered off at the end of the year. All right, moving on to question eight. What pitcher, the ace for some pretty bad Nationals teams, got ejected from his first MLB start on July twenty sixth, two thousand seven? I'm locked in. <laughs> Biscuits is locked in. I, I wrote this question before I knew you were going to be on this show. I, I, that wasn't that wasn't for you, <laughs> but, but but I'm glad it ended up be ended up being for you. Or I um, should be I should be banned from the national subreddit if I don't know this answer. <laughs> oh wait, oh yeah, I'm locked in. Yes. All right, Riley is locked in as well. So I'm, Mike, I'm still subbed in the next subreddit. Oh, Michael's locked in as well. All right, so Riley, what do you have for us? I'm gonna go John Lannon. Riley going with John Lannon and Michael. John Lannon. And I know Biscuits knows this. Yeah, buddy. John Lannon, John, sorry. Yeah, John Lannon is the answer. Um, he hit, I believe it was Ryan Howard and Chase Utley back-to-back, um, which normally you would praise someone hitting Chase Utley, but apparently uh, home plate umpire did not agree with uh, agree with that and threw out John Lannon in his, in his MLB debut. What a legend, though. I mean, like, straight up. Ready against the Phillies? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, seriously. Hunter Wendell stood behind the plate. Hunter Wendell. <laughs> oh, that's all you got to say. <laughs> all right oh question gosh. number nine what rangers pitcher recorded a save on august 22nd 2007 this save was notable because it closed out a 27 run rangers win Man, i'm trying to think about who the closer was in 2007 yeah. for the rangers mm. locked in this is probably gonna be wrong all right riley is locked I'm in but so riley and michael are locked in so biscuits if you have any thoughts uh just kind of talk them out i mean the uh, literally the only Rangers reliever I can think of is Joe Nathan, and I know that's and I, I don't think that's right because I think in two thousand seven he was still with the Tigers. I think, uh, man, this is this is gonna get me. You know what? Sure, I'll I'll be locked in. I, I don't think this answer is right, anyways. All right, so Biscuit is locked in as well. So Riley, start us off. I want to go with the good old, I think it's Wesley, the West Littleton. Riley going with West Littleton and Michael. West Littleton. Michael going with West Littleton and Biscuits. Yeah, I'm going to say Joe Nathan, even though I know it's wrong. I just can't think of another Rangers reliever. Yeah, Nathan was with the Twins at the time. Um, It was indeed West Littleton. Uh, this was wasn't a save-save. This was just a you threw three decent innings to, cl- to, to close out a game and <laughs> got given a save. Uh, yeah. But yeah, he only he only pitched for uh, a few games. He only had <clears throat> maybe one or two other saves in his career. But yeah, Wes Littleton, just the uh, the sacrificial lamb, closing out a, a 30-3 to Rangers win. Yes. And it, uh, the only reason I knew it wasn't Nathan is because he was closing for the Twins at the time. 
I was, was ready yes. like this Rangers pitcher closed this and I was like buzzing in like Joe Nathan. Yeah, I believe yeah, Joe Nathan was busy uh blowing saves against the Yankees at that time. So Whoa, whoa, that was until two thousand nine, <laughs> excuse me. Yeah, who was it that we were saying, oh yeah, it's eighteen years that'll never have avoid a playoff win again? Yeah, like anyone who's played in the twins. Joe Maurer, his entire career was lost to the Yankees, so I don't know what to tell you. Tell you. <laughs> I'm not going to apologize because I there, enjoyed everything. There's nothing you can but... tell me that'll hurt me. So uh, <laughs> no worries. All right. Moving on to question 10. What pitcher finished second in the 2003 AL Cy Young voting in a breakout season and in 2018 was sentenced to jail for two years on federal <laughs> drug charges? Locked in. Biscuits is locked uh, in. <laughs> in. And Riley is locked in. Locked in. And Michael is locked in, so Riley, start us off. All right, B- Biscuits, you can start us off because you see Esteban like- Loaiza. Biscuits going with Esteban Loaiza and Michael. <clears throat> Esteban Loaiza. Less enthusiastically, Esteban Loaiza and Riley. I'll go medium enthusiastic, Esteban Loaiza. It sure is Esteban Loaiza. <laughs> Esteban Heisenberg Loaiza. All right, so we have reached the hit and run round. That's the end of the first half. Um, so before we do the hit and run round, I'm going to give you a quick score update. Uh, Biscuits leading the pack with uh, 90 points. He lost his perfect game on question nine. Uh, Very closely behind is Michael with 85. And Riley is in third with 60, which is uh, still a pretty solid score. That's better than I thought I'd do, so I'll take it. Yeah, you you were actually the first person who expressed interest in being on the show, but you also said that you were, like, not good at trivia. (laughs) I'm representing the Twins, so it doesn't mean I have to be good. Exactly. (laughs) What? All right, so moving on to the hit-and-run round. Um, Now, in previous episodes, the way I've done the hit-and-run round is you guys just name – I'll give you a category, and you guys just name players that fit that category. What I'm going to do this week is I have a player uh, that I've thought of. I have five hints about that player. Those hints will range from very vague to very descriptive. Um, Each time I give you a hint, I will take points away that you can potentially get on your score. So I have five hints here. If you get the player right after the first hint, you will get 20 points. If you get it after the second hint, you'll get 16. If you get it after the third, you'll get 12. After the fourth, you'll get eight. And after the fifth, you'll get four. So each time I get a hint, um, four points will be taken away from the potential points you can get for that answer. So what I'll do is I'll give you the hint. I'll give you about a minute or so to think it out. Um, If you have an answer, you can just privately message me that answer on, on Skype. Um, the caveat, however, is if at any point you get the question wrong, you don't get any points. All right, so hint number one for 20 points. Born on October 20th, 1969 in Puerto Rico, this outfielder made his MLB debut in 1989 at the age of 19 and was the second youngest position player in baseball at the time behind Ken Griffey Jr. So think about it for a while. If you want to send me an answer, send me an answer. If you don't want to send me an answer, then we'll just move on to the second hint. And again, just as a, as a reminder, if you answer wrong at any point, you don't get any points. I'm not sending you an answer, by the way. All right. Uh, Michael, Riley, are you going to send an answer? I'm not. No? Oh, what? Oh, are, are you going to send an answer for this hint, or are you going to wait for the next one? I'm going to wait. Okay. All right, moving on to hint number two. He played for 17 seasons, most of them for a team that plays in the AL West, but also played for three different AL Central teams towards the end of his career. Something's brewing in, in Riley's corner. No, I'm going to wait. I don't want to get zero points. All right. Riley is holding off. Michael Biscuits, you guys, uh, you guys going to wait for another hint? Okay. 
Moving on to hint number three. He hit 438, 526, 1375 with five homers in the 1996 ALDS against the Yankees in a losing effort. Oh, okay. Uh, no, I lost four points. Uh... <clears throat> All right, Riley just submitted an answer. And Biscuits just submitted an answer. Okay, so moving on. Uh, Michael, are you, you, you good? I'm holding off for now. Okay. I'm clearly competitive in this game. Those four points matter. <laughs> All right, moving on to hint number four, and this one is for eight points. He hit 434 home runs in his career and is the Rangers' all-time leader with 372. All right, I've got it. All right, Michael has submitted an answer. And the last hint, hint number five, which is for four points, he won two American League MVPs with the Texas Rangers in 1996 and 1998. He is affectionately known as Juan Gone. <laughs> and, and all three of you have submitted answers. Uh, you guys all got it right. The answer is, in fact, Juan Gonzalez. Biscuits and Riley sent that after hint number three, so they will be getting 12 points. Michael submitted it a hint later, so he will be getting eight. All right, moving on to the second half. Question number one of the second half. What second baseman committed three errors in the 2008 All-Star Game? The first player to ever do so. Locked in. Biscuits is locked in. Okay, locked in. Michael is locked in. I don't have a clue. Locked in. Riley is locked in. It sounds like something you would do. Chase Utley played around that time. I bet it was his fault. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Riley going with Chase Utley. I also had Chase Utley. And Biscuits. My boys, Nationals legend, Dan Ugla. Oh, oh Dan Ugla. <laughs> no doubt he committed those errors because his jersey was far too tight. Uh, he couldn't quite reach, you know, he couldn't quite get his arms to the center of his body. But yes, it was indeed Dan Ugla. All right, <laughs> moving on to question two of the second half. What player who played for five different teams, including the Cardinals, Blue Jays, and Astros, is the all-time career postseason leader in on-base percentage and slugging percentage? And I will tell you, this is according to baseball reference, and their qualifications for career uh, rate statistics for the postseason is forty at least 40 plate appearances or 18 hits plus walks. So I will leader tell you, it is, it is a bit of a low qualifier. Leader in on-base? And yeah, career postseason leader in on-base percentage and slugging percentage, and he played for five different teams, including the Cardinals, Blue Jays, and Astros. I'm locked in, by the way. All right, Biscuits is locked in. Locked in. All right, then that was Riley. Yeah. All right, Riley is locked in. So, Michael, if you have any thoughts, talk him out. I'm, I think so. Most fairly recent. Played for five different teams. Uh, card the Cardinals, Blue Jays. Uh, it's not I'm locking in though. You're locking in. Sure, yeah, let's go okay. with it. All right, Riley, what do you have for an answer? Um, I don't even think he played for five teams, but I feel like Randy Jackson had enough, you know, on base and slugging. Right, he had to have. Oh. All right, Riley going with Reggie Jackson and Michael. First name that came to mind, not at all right, going with Lance Berkman. Michael going with Lance Berkman. Biscuits shaking his head in disapproval. Biscuits, what are you going with? Colby Rasmus. Yep, grimy old Colby Rasmus is the answer. 
Uh, he he did almost all of that in the 2015 ALDS and wild card game with the Astros, and he also had another um, game or two with the Cardinals. But yeah, he's the all-time uh, postseason leader in on-base and slugging percentage. Shout out to non-qualifying Michael A. Taylor. Oh. <laughs> the, the most stoic player in baseball. The GOAT. The GOAT <laughs> World Series player. He homers, st- in, he homers in every at-bat. I still love how, I think it was in the Division Series uh, this past year when he made that diving catch to end the game, and he just had the most like blank look on his face. <laughs> it's like, I just made this awesome catch, but I look like someone just shot my dog. He looks like that all the time. Yeah, that's just the way his face just, looks. That's just Michael A. Taylor. He just he looks like he had a botched facelift or something, and he can't show emotion. All right, moving on to question three of the second half. Antonio Alfonseca, who led the league in saves in 2000, had what unique physical feature? I'm locked in. All right, Biscuits is locked in. Oh, yeah, that's right. Locked in. Michael is locked in. So, Riley, if you have any thoughts, talk him out. Um. I really don't have a clue who this guy is. I don't know. I don't know what. The only thing I could think that would be like unique physical feature is either like he had a giant board on his face or like he had an extra finger. So I, I have to imagine it's something like, oh, he has a benefit by having a six finger or something, or like four fingers maybe. Um, I don't know. Oh, yeah, he had. Can I just be general and say a non-normal amount of fingers, or do I have to? Say you cannot. You cannot. That's making me think that this is it. Almost all polydactylism is having more fingers. So I'm going to say he had more than five fingers on one of his hands, at least. That was all right, Riley, Riley is going with uh, he had more fingers than yeah, normal. Locked hand. in, locked in. And yes. Michael? I also had to get an extra finger on each hand. And biscuits. I'll go one step further. He had an extra finger on each hand and an extra toe on each foot. That is correct. Yeah, the answer oh. I was looking for was that he had an extra an extra finger on his pitching hand because that's really the only important part. But he did indeed have uh, six fingers on each hand and he had six toes on each foot. Um, he, that earned him the nickname El Pulpo, which is Spanish for the octopus, uh, and, <laughs> which is a terrific nickname. His his grandfather had the same condition, so he he said he wears it as kind of like a like a badge of honor. He could throw three splitters at the same time. Like <laughs> I, I looked up pictures of him. His his extra finger probably didn't really do anything. It was just like a little nub. It was kind of like it looked like a pinky toe that was at like the base of his uh, pinky finger that just kind of jutted out. So I, I doubt it ever actually touched the ball. Um, well, I mean, change ups. I mean, you could get it if it's or like maybe a screwball or something. Yeah, two seamer. You can try it. If you're thinking of if you were thinking of someone that was missing a finger, you're probably thinking of Bob Wickman, who was also a closer at that time, who had like four and a half fingers on his pitching hand. Because I'm pretty sure one got lost in like a farming accident when he was a kid. <laughs> and it actually helped but, him out because apparently it gave him a really good sinker. Nice. Yeah, good. Yeah, so that's a lesson, kids. Uh, if you're ever thinking you want to be a major league pitcher, just cut, yeah, just cut some fingers off. <laughs> Preferably the top half, but I won't tell you which. So. All right, moving on to question four of the second half. What Tigers reliever missed the 2006 ALCS with an injury that he reportedly suffered while playing the video game Guitar Hero? Locked in. Locked in. Locked in as well. Everyone's locked in. <clears throat> this was just on the sub the other day, and that got posted like the day after I wrote this question, but I was like, whatever, I'm just going to leave it. Uh, so, Riley, what do you have for an answer? Uh, Joel Zumaya. Riley going with Joel Zumaya. And Michael. Joel Zumaya. And Biscuits. Same as the squad, Joel Zumaya. Yeah. 
he uh, he has disputed this fact. Um, he claims he heard it in a different way, uh, but we have yet to hear what that other way was. So for now, I'm just going to go with it. <laughs> he heard himself playing Guitar Hero. Um, yes, I remember that was in like a magazine. I think it was Sports Illustrated for kids. That, that sounds about right. had that in there, and I was like, "That's incredible! Like that is so great, man." Yeah, they actually um, they added a, a note to the credits of Guitar Hero Two that read, "No pitchers were harmed in the making of this game, except for one, Jozumaya. <laughs> he had a <laughs> amazing, honestly legendary. Like I would not know who jo- Joel Joel Jozumaya is. I don't, yeah. I don't even know yeah, how to say his name. I just read the yeah, I, I'm pretty sure at one point he held the record for fastest pitch thrown, uh, but he just kept getting hurt. Too many solos. Yeah. I really <laughs> hope he was, I really hope he hurt himself at least playing like a hard song, not like not, not like Nirvana oh. on medium or something. Yeah, hit me with your best shot on medium. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to question five of the second half. Who became the first player to play for every AL East team since MLB switched to a six-division format when he got traded from the Red Sox to the Orioles a month after he got traded from the Yankees to the Red Sox in 2014. Locked in. Biscuits is emphatically locked in. <clears throat> locked in. Riley is locked in. So, Michael, talk it out if you want. I remember. I just can't think of. Okay. Uh, locked in. And Michael is locked in. So, Riley, start us off. What do you have for an answer? I am fairly certain this guy's played for all. I want to say it's Steve Pierce. Riley going with Steve Pierce and Michael. Kelly Johnson. Michael going with Kelly Johnson and Biscuits. Kelly Johnson. Yep, Steve Pierce has done this. Uh, He he did not complete the AL East cycle until 2018 when he joined the Red Sox. Uh, But yes, it is Kelly Johnson. Uh, He got traded from the Yankees to the Red Sox for uh, Yankees legend Stephen Drew. And then the Red Sox. The Red Sox also realized how bad he was and traded him to the Orioles. So he got three of those AL East teams in the span of like two months. And he had he played for the uh, the Rays and uh, Blue Jays earlier in his career. All right, moving on to question six. Who was the pitcher that gave up the ground ball that famously went between Bill Buckner's legs in Game Six of the 1986 World Series? Locked in. That was Biscuits and Michael both locked in. And Riley, if you yep. have any thoughts, talk them out. Oh my god, uh, I I should know this because my dad is a huge Mets fan. Um, hey, there, strawberry score. I can tell you. <laughs> oh my god, who who needs to be better, more known because he threw the wild pitch right before it? Like that's he. Uh, I'll be honest. I was going to say my second favorite team is the Mets because of that. Well, not because of this, but because my dad was a huge Mets fan growing up. That was like the biggest thing. And then right after that, the Twins won World Series. It was a great time. Oh, my God. Why can't I think of who freaking gave that up? Also, sorry on this. Ricky Wilson's hitting Daryl Strawberry. Knight comes around to score. The Mets win it. I'm, I got to go through that. You, you, know, you know the call from Vince Scully. I know. Who was, on, um, who was on the mound? I'm trying to think of like all the call before it because that would tell me. Uh, I... I don't know the first name. Can I just have the last name? Last name's fine, yeah. Okay, then... All right, so Riley is locked in. What do you have for an answer, Riley? Uh, I'm fairly certain the last name is Stanley. Riley going with Stanley and Michael. Bob Stanley. Michael going with Bob Stanley and Biscuits. Sorry, I had to step away for a second. Is that an entire cake? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I I have to cut my wife a slice. (laughs) <laughs> Whose birthday is it? 
Oh, no, it's nothing. It's just a carrot cake. Okay. Oh, very nice. All right. So, did you get my uh, message? I did not. No. What'd you say? Oh, well, I sent you a message. Oh, you did? Uh, oh, 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 here it is. <laughs> Ooh, a private message. Huh? What do you got? Oh, they have to stay, stay, step away for 30 seconds, and that the answer is Bob Stanley. Yes, <laughs> uh, it is Bob Stanley. So, yeah, yeah uh, I literally sent you a message. I was like, hey, I have to step away for 30 seconds, but here's my answer. Okay, yeah, yeah I missed that. <laughs> but yeah, um, Calvin Chiraldi started the inning. He got the first two outs and then gave up three straight hits. And then Bob Stanley came in, threw a wild pitch and a ground ball um, to lose the game. And the rest was history. Yes. Oh All right, moving on to question seven of the second half. Bob and Ken Forsh were the first pair of brothers to do what in their careers? Bob did so in 1978, and Ken did so a year after. Locked in. Biscuits is locked in. Locked in. Riley is locked in. So, Michael, talk it out. I have no idea, so... Uh, okay, I've got something random. Ugh, locked in. All right, Michael is locked in. So, Riley, start us off again. What do you got for an answer? Um... I don't know much about these guys, except I'm fairly certain they were pitchers. So I'm going to say that they threw no perfect kid. No, no hitters more inclusive. They threw no hitters back to back. I'm fairly certain. All right. Uh, Riley's going no hitter. And Michael. The other way I said they both hit for the cycle, which I know is wrong. Sounds impressive enough. All right, Michael is going to hit for the cycle, and Biscuits. Uh, no hitters. <clears throat> yep, they both threw no hitters. Um, basically Bob, a year apart. Bob. They both did in April, April 1978 and April 1979. And even weirder, uh, they both had two walks and three strikeouts each in their no hitters with for the exact same game score. Forced through two of them for the Cardinals. That's right, yep, forced through, or, uh, well, they're both forced, but I think, yeah. Ken, <laughs> I think Ken threw another one as well, but yeah. Three strikeouts. I'm just imagining going through a no-hitter with three strikeouts. Like, literally, that's so much tension. Like, yeah, every single exactly. batter is putting the ball in place in one of this. Yeah, at least, at least with a no-hitter, it's not as stressful for the defense because, like, if you make an error, who cares? It's still a no-hitter. It's still a no-hitter. To throw a perfect game with only three strikeouts, that's nuts. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, when, when Liriano threw his no-hitter, um, I want to say, like, 2012, I want to say he had two strikeouts and, like, six walks. So that was that was a very much uh, defensive perfect game as opposed to a, or a defensive yeah. no hitter as opposed to a pitcher no hitter. I could have sworn that was like 2011. Well, 2012. Uh, I, I also thought it was like 2009, but I think it was 2011. I want to say it was like it was 2010, 2011, 2012, one of those years. I know it was against the White Sox, and I know Adam Dunn yeah. was on the White Sox. I believe so, the Twins won nine nothing. There were six nothing. One of those two. Yeah, I think. Certain. I, know, I think Adam Dunn joined the White Sox in 2011, so it was either that or. It was either, it was after 2011. Also, it was like amazing because he had like a super high ERA before it. I want to say it was like six or, so, or like seven or something just super terrible. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, it's kind of like, crazy how like absolutely terrible pitchers can just add like Philip Umber throwing a perfect game. Like, where the hell did that come from? All right, it's back. crazy how how, how such bad pitchers can just have one like incredible game and then just that's it. All right, moving on to question eight. And this one, I'm looking for two answers. Uh, you will get five points apiece for each answer that you provide. Who are the only two players to hit 20 homers and steal 80 bases in the same season? Uh, so two players to go 20-80. Locked in? Biscuits is locked in. I, I'm not going to get this right, so I'm going to lock in. 
And Riley is locked in, so Michael, no, talk about too. And Michael's locked in. All right, perfect. So uh, Riley, start us off. Um, I'm going to go with the good old wombo combo of Ricky Henderson and Barry Bonds. All right, Riley going with Henderson and Bonds, and Michael. Ricky Henderson and Vince Coleman. Michael going with Henderson and Coleman and Biscuits. Yeah, I was going to go Reggie Henderson. Uh, sorry, goodness gracious. Ricky Henderson and, and Bond. <laughs> I don't think that's right because I don't think Bond's still 80. Yep, so you guys are all getting five points on that one. Uh, Ricky Henderson is one of them. He did it in 1985 and 1986. And the other one is in 1986 also, Eric Davis. Eric oh. Davis. Uh, can I look up who that is? Because I don't know if I uh, he played for the Reds. Um, really good player for a while, and I think he actually ended up getting cancer later in his career. Um, but he had about three or four seasons with the, for the Reds where he was just one of the best power speed guys in the game. All right, moving on to question nine. What current Washington National was the most recent American leaguer to turn an unassisted triple play? Oh, locked in. Biscuits is locked in. I gotta think of who's on the Nationals. It's not Juan Soto. Although my boy, it is not Juan Soto. I think Soto. he might have been in middle school at the time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, who that? Oh man. Um, I, th- I think he was just a fetus at the time. Oh, locked in. I mean, he was just a fetus in the playoffs. So I mean, that's true. Yeah, he was a fe- he's a fetus now. Yeah, true. All right. So uh, was that Michael? You locked in? Yes. All right. So Riley, talk it out if you want. Um, I am gonna be super upset because in. I have a bad feeling it's either Suzuki or Brian Dozier, and I don't want it to be them when I don't say them. Um, but I don't think Dozier ever turned a triple play. I don't think Suzuki did either. And I also can't think of any other nationals for some reason. Fairly certain it's not Trey Turner. Um, I, I don't know Trey Turner's entire career. I don't know when it started. I don't think he's ever – I don't think Brian Dozier's – I don't know. It doesn't matter what I say. Um, <laughs> I know one. This would be absolutely the wrong answer, so I'm locked in. Okay, so Riley, uh, give us your uh, your potentially wrong answer. Steven Strasburg. Steven Strasburg, okay. And Michael? I had Asdrubal Cabrera. Michael going as Drupal Cabrera and Biscuits as well? Yeah, the Admiral Cab Driver as Drupal Cabrera. Yep. Uh, he yep. turned in 2008 with the Indians. Um, it is indeed as Drupal Cabrera. Uh, that would be pretty interesting to see a pitcher turn it on assisted triple play. I'd love to see that. <laughs> or a catcher for that matter. Yeah, you never know. And it was in 2008, by the way. So Soto must have been nine? Nine. Caught, yeah. caught a line drive, touched second, and then touched the runner. Yeah, that's yeah. usually the way it is. It's it's almost all unassisted triple plays are by second baseman or shortstop. Or, yeah, I guess it could be a hit and run. If it's a hit yeah. and run, it's a liner it's, right back to the pitcher. He could do it. Yeah, it's it's it, well, a pitcher would be tough because he has to run to second and then run to. F- yeah, well, he has to run to second and get and tag the. He guy. would like want to do it exclusively to get the unassisted triple play. Like he wouldn't do it out of like wisdom or like I think I think you've got to hope that just the base runners just give up because they know they're going to get out anyway so the guy can trot over and touch the The last time a non-middle infielder had an unassisted triple play was in 1927 yeah I know a first a first baseman has done it um and I think there's only been one I think it's only been a short George Burns and Johnny Noon there you go I'm who was I thought it was an unassisted triple play from center he ran in, wasn't it? I know someone. I, I I just watched this on a YouTube video. Someone turned a, a double play from center. I think it was Jake Marisnik. Um, it was like a short pop up to center. Oh yeah, caught it. 
and he caught it at like just behind second, and the runners were going, and they lost track of the ball, so he just kept going and just tagged first. But no, no outfielders ever turned it on us as a triple play. That's just one of those neat baseball things that we can look forward to potentially happening if we ever play baseball again. All right, moving on to question 20. Last question of regulation. Who hit the famous Grand Slam single, a walk-off Grand Slam that was ruled a single because he got mobbed by his teammates after rounding first base? Locked in. Uh, it was in game five of the 1999 NLCS. Locked in. Uh, biscuits and Michael are locked in. And Riley, did you lock in as well? Uh, uh, yes, I okay. did lock in. All right, so Riley, what do you have? The person we're talking about is Robin Ventura. Riley going with Robin Ventura and Michael. Robin Ventura. And Biscuits. Robin Ventura as well. It was. It was Robin Ventura. That was just in the sub the other day, wasn't it? It was. Pretty much everything's been on the sub lately. Okay. I need to read the sub more often because, like, I I get. Yeah, I get slightly annoyed whenever I write a question on something and then someone posts a post (laughs) about it. Like, I want to delete it, but I also don't. (laughs) You you have bot powers for a reason. Use them. Abuse I, I them. Know, I, I, power I, I trip for I, I days. I don't really abuse my power that much, but one of, one of these days maybe I will if I, if I have to, just to protect the integrity of the game. Can you pin the next thing I post as soon as I post it just for abuse yes. of power? Yes. Absolutely. All right, so we have reached the end of regulation. Um, so now we're going to move on to extra innings, but before I do that, I'm going to give you another quick score update. Uh, we've still got Biscuits in the lead with 187 points. In second place with 158, we've got Michael. And in third with 137, we've got Riley. So it's, it's anybody's game going into, the, uh, going into the extra innings round. So the way the extra innings round works is I have three questions. Uh, after each question, you will lock in with an answer. And then um, you won't, I won't give you the answer until I ask all three questions. So each question I give, you will lock in. Um, before we do that, however, you're going to wager uh, any or all of your points on the extra innings round if you get all three questions right you will get all the points you wagered if you get two out of the three uh, questions right you will get half of your wager if you get one out of three right you will lose half your wager and if you get none of the three right you will lose all of your wager Um, so before we get going into the extra innings round please just send me a point wager on skype Um, the only caveat is that the point wager has to be uh, an even number because you can't get half or lose half of an odd number. So it just has to be an even number. Um, so just send me your point wagers at, in a private message now. And again, uh, Biscuits has 187, Michael has 158, and Riley has 137. Okay, so all point wagers are in. So now time to move on to the extra innings round. All right, question one of extra innings. Who was the most recent player to hit two grand slams in a game when he did so on July 27th, 2009? Uh, I'm not gonna give you, so biscuits is that was you biscuits you're locked in yep all right oh yeah I, I'm oh, locked, locked in. in michael is locked in as well i locked in yeah. and riley is locked in all right question two what were the first pair of brothers to be inducted into the hall of fame they got inducted in 1952 and 1967 and they also hold the record for most hits by a pair of brothers with 5611 and uh, just the last name is good is fine for this one uh, locked in as well. <clears throat> Riley is locked in. Oh, that is not me locking in. Locked in. Oh, that wasn't. Who was that? That was Biscuits. Oh, Biscuits. Okay, sorry. Yeah, Biscuits is locked uh, in. Um, I have. Geez, well, uh, it was a good run. Um, <laughs> oh, my. Um, Drop some Fs in the chats for Riley. Yeah, that's. Uh, it's going to be rough. 
Um, if I don't have an answer, can I walk in? Because it's, uh, I'm, I'm going to just throw out a, yeah, okay. Yeah, We're lock, ready to go. Lock, We're lock in with in. a guess. Just at least give yeah. us a guess. All right. So Michael is locked in as well. So question three. What Cincinnati Red once famously kicked a ball in from right field on July 5th, 1989 in a game ah. against the Phillies, which saved the winning run from scoring in the bottom of the 10th? Locked in. Locked in. Skits is locked in. Riley is locked, locked in. in. And Michael is locked in. Okay. So now for the answers. Uh, the most recent player to hit two grand slams in a game when he did so on July 27th, 2009. Riley, what do you have for an answer? Uh, Josh Willingham. Riley going with Josh Willingham. And Michael? Josh Willingham. Michael going with Willingham and Biscuits. Also Josh Willingham. For your Washington Nationals, it was Josh Willingham. No doubt. This Question seems unfair two. for the person who needs it least to be unfair in his direction. Again, I wrote this question <laughs> before I knew who out. was going to be on it. So, my, yeah, my, my last qu- my last game was was very uh, Tiger centric, and I had two Tigers fans on that one. So the yeah. the other guy felt kind of bad. Yeah, give me a question about Lou Ford, please. <laughs> <laughs> I used to watch Lou Ford all the time as a minor leaguer because uh, um, I used to go to a bunch of Norwich Navigators games, and they would always play the uh, the, the Rockcats. Yep, I, I'm pretty sure I have his autograph on on something, or like a ticket stub or a hat or something. <laughs> All right, question number two. What were the first pair of brothers to be inducted into the Hall of Fame? They got inducted in 52 and 67 and hold the record for most hits by a pair of brothers with 5,611. Riley, what do you have for an answer? I was stuck between Mazeroski and Johnson, uh, but Johnson seems like more general the name, so I'm going to go with that one. All right, Riley going with Johnson and Michael. Yeah, the Wainers. Michael going with the Wainers and Biscuits. Uh, Paul and Lloyd Wainer. It is Paul and Lloyd Wainer. Uh, there is also Harry and George Wright that are also a pair of brothers in the Hall of Fame. Uh, but not- Harry did so as a pioneer slash executive. So they don't really count. Moving on to question three. What Cincinnati Red once famously kicked in a ball from right field in a 1989 game against the Phillies, which saved the winning run from scoring in the bottom of the 10th? Riley. Paul O'Neill. Riley going with Paul O'Neill and Michael. Paul O'Neill. Michael going with O'Neill and Biscuits. Paul O'Neill. It was Paul O'Neill. I didn't. I actually didn't realize this until um, I looked up some fun facts for this question. Uh, the winning run scored anyway two batters later, uh, which you never see on any of the highlight videos. But uh, uh, yeah, for, for two batters, he kicked the ball and ended up saving the game. Um, but he ended up scoring, he ended up scoring on a wild pitch uh, a couple batters later. I believe it was Lenny Dykstra that actually hit the ball uh, to him. That was just a like that's on like every oh weirdest plays in MLB history compilation. It, and it's like, it is, but it should be because it's awesome. It's so good. Yeah. And also, if you look on his um, if you look on his BB Ref page, uh, he's in there as bats left, throws left, and kicks left as well. <laughs> oh no way! Yeah, yeah, it's 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 pretty cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. BB Ref is go with stuff like that. Yeah, because they had uh, they had Bumgarner's stats like rodeo stuff. They do, yeah. They, they, yeah, they have Mason Saunders' uh, rodeo stats. Good old Easter eggs. Beautiful. <laughs> All right. So in the extra innings round, um, Riley got two out of three, uh, two out of three right. So he will be getting half of his wager uh, of one thirty-six. So he'll be getting sixty-eight points. Um, Michael got three out of three. He will be getting hundred points. And Biscuits got three out of three as well. He will be getting one hundred and thirty points. Um, so with three hundred and seventeen points, your winner today is Biscuits. Good job, Biscuits. We've shout got also mods. Got, shout, also, shout out mods. Shout out nationals. <laughs> Do it for the squad. 
Uh, second place, we've got Michael with 258. And in third place, with a very good score of 205, is Riley. So okay. good, good scores all around for everybody. Uh, a lot of the winning scores have been in, in the, the low 200s, so uh, you guys are right there. All right, sweet. Hell yeah. Uh, so yeah, so I, I guess if you guys want to shout anything out, uh, Biscuits already shouted out the uh, the R Baseball mod team and R Nationals. Uh, if you guys want to shout anything out, go ahead. Riley, if you want to shout something out, let's Oh, start. man. Uh, I got to shout out. You don't out have to team. if you don't want to. Oh, I'm going to. Uh, thanks, Mom. Thanks, Dad. Uh, yeah. Go fake Blue Jays. Go Melonheads. Um, and uh, go Nats as well and Mets. But, oh, gosh, that's kind of a conflict of interest. And uh, go Twins, above all. If we ever play again, go everyone except the Yankees, right? Oh uh, yes, that's uh, yes. There you that's go. About it. <laughs> All right, Michael, if you want to shout something out, go ahead. I think that's pretty much covered it. So <laughs> let's go go back to normal. Yeah, yeah let's, let's go baseball. Let's just uh, go, go baseball. baseball. Yes, as they say in uh, Mario Baseball, we love baseball. So. Yeah, yeah. There's a chance the rapper would say, "Let's do this baseball." Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, so uh, that that concludes our episode. Um, thank you guys for playing. I had uh, had a, had a great time. Uh, so uh, thanks for coming out. For Riley, for Michael, and for Biscuits, my name is Andrew, and this was the podcast to be named later. Have a nice night, guys. You guys. Thanks for inviting me to. Thank you for listening to another episode of the podcast to be named later. Our intro and outro music was written by my good friend Chuck Lease. If you've been enjoying the show, please make sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or one of several other podcast services. Also, if you could leave a review, I would appreciate that as well. If you're interested in becoming a contestant or have any questions or feedback on the show, you can send an email to ptbnlbaseballpodcast at gmail.com or leave a comment on the discussion thread for the show, which is posted every Tuesday on the R Baseball subreddit on Reddit. Until next week, my name is Andrew, and this is the podcast to be named later.